transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. intros all around just for posterity's sake uh (laughs) i believe this is episode 23 of local yokels uh i am back with two powerhouses i got troy hollywood vines and i got master dusty gill sitting down here in the house in the proverbial zoom house (laughs) boys what it is what it is saturday bro it's saturday (laughs) yes uh so Dusty informed me that he went to Costco and bought a pallet full of uh, paste salsa because Nick's gonna gonna fail us all. We'll bring in this salsa next. Henry hates the paste picante, and I don't get it. It's five dollars for two giant things. It's, you can't beat that. I don't. I don't. I don't mind paste. It's not a bad brand. I don't mind paste either. It does the job, you know. It's a salsa. It's, just, it's a, exactly. It's a chips and salsa salsa. <laughs> is that the stuff you would always use for your infamous dip? Oh mm-hmm. shit! <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I should make some. I should make some up for next weekend, dude. Whap up a batch of dip, yes. man. And then he's gonna be forced to eat it in that dip. And when he says he likes it, then he's he's a hypocrite. <laughs> it's a trap. There, there you go. <laughs> You've been duped. What else is, Dusty, what else is in the dip? I, I mean, I don't mean, you, you don't even have to divulge it's, secrets if you don't want li- to. It all is literally cream cheese and salsa. But it's, <laughs> yeah. I, every person like that has had it, they're like, what the fuck is this? Why is this so good? There's two <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so true, though. I remember that shit. It, it's, it's tasty as fuck. Just yeah. some paste and some Yeah, I mean, I usually would only make it around the holidays just because it's, I mean, you're literally just taking chipfuls of cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it hits, it hits. What, what's your Saturday been like, Mr. Vines? I was at work today. Ah, oh, yes, same. That extra pay? <laughs> yeah. Get the uh, overtime, double time pay on Saturdays. Oh shit! It's money day. Yeah, dude, that fucking stacks. <laughs> That's nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, Saturdays. Uh, Saturdays are usually just another work day for me. Slinging, slinging vanilla lattes to the crowd. You got pumpkin spice going? We do, we do. And you know, <laughs> I'm usually. This is gonna go off on a tangent. I usually don't defend pumpkin spice lattes because a lot of the flavors just kind of like blah it's just it's the it's but we we got we finally got at my shop we finally got this really like nice like thick like spicy pumpkin sauce that's like it's also sweet but it just tastes it like nails that like pumpkin pie like flavor you know what i mean it's so good it's so good <laughs> so 
I'm not plugging shit. I'm just saying, like, oh, yes, we do serve pumpkin. And I'm kind of all right with it. Oh, no. <laughs> so what happens when you get past your past the age of 30? Oh, you yeah. start getting into all that commercial shit. And you're like, God damn it. They were right with the pumpkin spice. I'm a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I'm one of, the, I'm, I'm all down with that peppermint mocha too. You know, you know what I mean. I got sucked into that a long time ago. God. <laughs> just, just don't even have any like holiday messages on the cups that might cause controversy. No. <laughs> what can you say? What, happy. Say, just write that on there. <laughs> just draw a picture of a snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gonna offend somebody. Like, what do you think of a snowflake? Hey, hey global warming's real. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be like, I <laughs> Yeah, what there's no neutral on that anymore. You just not even the red cup was able was able to pull it off. Remember that? Yeah, like it was just, just a, it was just like a, a regular red cup. <laughs> that's too offensive. People drink out of solos all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. The red face you know, the communism, red, red state. That might be it. Some deep seated, like, you know, the red fear still among us. <laughs> red dawn. Yeah. Dude, I thought I heard some planes buzzing overhead earlier. You know, I was prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like up here at our, uh, on the job site, um, cause the Moses Lake airport's not too far away and they have military jets and stuff fly over. And there was like, uh, two of those big aircraft uh, or like cargo planes that flew oh, over yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was just like and then they had two fighter jets like right after them and then like later that day there was a train with a bunch of like tanks and army like army vehicles and stuff <laughs> going by they're like oh my god are we invading syria what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're dusting it all off. It's time. Roll out. (laughs) Seriously, though, like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess we live kind of close to uh, Lewis McCord. Mm -hmm. Like, close enough to, like, when they do their trainings over here, like, we can definitely hear them. Like, they'll have, like, helicopters that, like, do, like, like circle routes yeah. and stuff like that training sometimes, shit yeah sometimes you can hear them like tr- like are doing artillery training if you're like kind of deeper on in, in only but like it's like you know these like random just booms like <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of like this like you know how people used to do that shit with uh in the orchards and stuff like that they yeah. like, have like some sort of like some sort of like just noise those or cannons just go all night, yeah you know keep the birds away yeah it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> you just see these fucking just. Man. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Classic one in G. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I was trying to figure out where we left off, Troy, with, with your like journey into music. And we obviously are kind of like, I think we, we met a, a wall with the uh, Jay Schmouter El Capitan. Yeah, I think that's about where we left off at. Yeah. Yeah. Which Dusty, you're the perfect, like the perfect person to join us in on this adventure, <laughs> uh, this journey through time and space. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the origins. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was trying to, I was trying to like, like 
Schmouter got like how did in your opinion like when your view when did Schmouter like really come to formation like there is Yumi and like Rex the, doing like, like the early like well I was in it was like what two hours before show like I don't know who signed us up for a fucking open mic night that, that would have been me. <laughs> that that we were like not prepared at all for and we're just <laughs> the vines established like uh well let's just <laughs> go into the back bedroom and start playing our acoustic guitars yeah, dude, and just like right. came up with like two songs on the fly and then we're like cool let's just cover the just random part of Beezle Boss like yeah it wasn't even like it was like a just like a, a middle portion of that song <laughs> <laughs> like what they're probably like what is this that's probably exactly how Wavra felt when I sang like Kickapoo for that that play audition like way back in the day. He's like, like, why stuff, is he changing his voice and what the hell? But yeah. no, I think it was it was that night. Um, yeah, the, and I don't really remember what pressure. What made us go to a full band other than there was like this 420 show at like Centennial Park. Yeah, and we had already written like Mantar and a couple other things like get you know Filippo's by the pool I th- but Filippo's oh, by the pool sounds yeah. so luxurious because <laughs> Nick wasn't in it at this point and I think maybe Aaron Fox played with us for that show or something like that well I, I honestly I can't I, I like we'd have to call up Rex on that one I wish we could phone him in at the moment but phone uh, a friend phone a friend but you get the hotline going i think like the need like the we were kind of all like i think like we're gearing towards like full band the entire time and that's like by the time we decided like we had enough like stuff to maybe like pursue i think like doing like the 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 recording Mm -hmm. uh it was like almost like you know how can we keep roping in like anything and anybody troy like how did you how how like when did you start in the band like when did you come into the fold like, cause it wasn't was it it wasn't just for the recording process. I don't think was it. It had to been for that show. Yeah, like, it, it was for really the centennial do show. There. Yeah, no, it was for that centennial show. Was when I first because I mean, you didn't have that many songs. No. Um, we probably were still kicking around like what like like <clears> fueled <throat> by magic. Uh, <laughs> uh, passions yeah. of the Schnauter. <laughs> Passions, uh, yeah, or the uh, um, I always forget about knowing is half the battle. Oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we did have acoustic recordings of those, I believe, and was, I think those are lost to time. But I remember recording them in the Dix's basement acoustically as well. Yeah, the, yeah, those first three. Um, okay, so did you so it was it would have been at the centennial show, then it would have been you me it would have been like troy would have been you me dusty and rex and bass and then and then aaron was fox there, was aaron fox aaron? was i'm pretty sure playing really just for that one-off show i think that, so yeah that sounds right it's so random. and then i think nick joined after that where nick came in i can't quite pinpoint nick, it but nick pretty much came in for recording that's how i remember roping him and i, that could I have remember been i remember we were like okay need someone to do some sick solos and on just this. like so, yeah, <laughs> yeah like some like well and we all knew nick was like like you know simmering uh, you know on his guitar like i don't think he was really being used for anything so it was also sort of like i think that's why and after the recording with him it like it became a regular thing because we were just like look yeah we works. sold out went full band but <laughs> 
so then going into like going well okay so from the centennial show we would have had to have written probably what because what was on the first album knowing is half the battle uh as said by gi joe technically <laughs> uh in, in like parentheses as yeah. said by gi joe <laughs> yeah which was a direct i mean that was that was aside from the name that was a direct nod to john you know <laughs> he, would, he would always say that um fuel uh fuel by magic Yoba Magic, Mantar, Mantar, uh, Dinner Rolls and Three's Company too. Fuck that song was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Passions of the Schmatter, I think, yeah. was on there. Yeah, there was the Scott. And Reese then, song. oh, this the Ballad of the, Scott. Yes, yeah, the Ballad of Scott. That open, that one had the, the Napoleon Dynamite clip. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think I got? Yeah, you think I got where I am? <laughs> Wearing these pants, looking like this kid, <laughs> dressed like Peter Pan over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh and so, yeah, I remember yeah. the 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 rhythm to that song was that shitty riff that the only thing Scott could play on guitar. So I just stole that from him. I don't know, like looking back on that, like I. I like what? you would pick up the guitar and play that dumb riff and then set it back down well me and him later on we did like a really bad music project that was just me and him and we both were playing our instruments very very poorly <laughs> and like <laughs> I think it was mostly the liquor that made it sound good, but that, that's a different story. You thought it sounded good for me? Yeah. yeah. It, it was like a very Jim Leahy sort of like approach <laughs> to that band. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, okay, so so all of that. And then we had, and then uh, To Be Continued was obviously on the album eventually. Yeah. So like, so we had to craft, I mean, we, I mean, how long do you think it took us to craft like, I'm trying to remember all this. Like, I don't know. Some of those like, are just like slapped together. Yeah, I remember Dinner Rolls and Three's Company Two was originally written at Ken. Like, we started writing it at Kenroy or something like that. <laughs> like, Kenroy like, like, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I imagine like the Ballad of Scott was just sort of slapped together. But, but ultimately, we ended up recording in the Dix the Dix Brothers' basement. Yeah. Uh, well, there was reaching the bottom of an endless abyss. Which yeah, was just this weird yeah. song that just abstract like, music. Yeah, it has sound clips in it and like backwards singing. Yeah. Yeah. I think just about every album I ever recorded, there was always one of those songs on there. That had a lot of yeah, scary parts. Yeah. It's kind of it's always fun. I mean, like especially because when you have so many people that just like are talented just sitting around fucking around inevitably other like stuff is gonna spill out you know whether it's a jam that's like super dope or like whatever you know uh, there was that one part of that where it was like you laughing but it was backwards was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff of nightmares though you know like that's that's what you hear when you look underneath your bed in the middle of the night it's all dark and <laughs> it's terrifying um but yeah, okay, so when we were recording that, like, I, I mean, like, I remember doing a handful of things, like, uh, we did, like, the the, the crowd chant, like, the, the group vocals for, no, I guess, Half the Battle. Oh, yeah, or, Jameson. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. opened with Jameson yelling, there's an artiste on stage. Yeah, that's right, that's right. 
that was that was a straight up line from because at the point that point we were obsessed with the movie Man on the Moon. Yeah. With uh, fucking what? Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. But the there's a character. Tony Clifton. Tony, Tony Clifton. Lee Clifton. That's yes. who it was. Oh my yeah. god. Tony <laughs> Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a line from the movie where he's like, "There's an artist on stage." <laughs> Dude, I still like that would be a fun fucking costume to do. Try and do like a full-on Tony Clifton, like get some like <laughs> fake jowls and everything. Like, you like have a cigar in your fingers at all times, like. <laughs> yeah, if you can find that like baby blue coat too. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Magic. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, with the with the Schmatter recording, did there was there was there any like notable like parts of that like first album that stood out like when we were recording to either of you guys like in the process? You know, was there any particular? I think so. I think that was fun that was had when they. That was probably the second album they recorded there. So we did all our ninety eight oh two crew and stuff on that system. So. Elliot and then have them mixing down pretty well, but I'm pretty sure Calvin pretty much Calvin and Rex kind of produced the final product of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember to be continued. I thought turned out really well. Like it was mixed very well. Yeah, I mean that that track's still fun. I mean, like I've listened to it fairly recently. Uh, it's still I mean, on that, YouTube that's... as well. Yeah, yeah. At the talent show. I, yeah. <laughs> I think I watched that not too long ago either. <laughs> I was like, we did basically an entire set to from uh, like a oh, Mike Knight is on there as well. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was I think that was one of the like that was the re- the return quote unquote. Uh, that was when Troy. I think you were st- you were still in drum school. Yeah, because Jasper played Jasper because Jasper posted that on YouTube. So yeah. and I think. He had a sombrero on in that, or something like that. There's a sombrero that danced around quite often. But oh, that does remind me. I do have the the um, tape that Jim recorded of us in the Saint Valentine's Massacre show that we can watch next weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a little rough looking back on it now, but <laughs> you, you catch the atmosphere. And there was a couple hundred people there. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Dude. We'll have to see if we can if we can watch our way through it. <laughs> uh, holy shit, yeah. Um, Troy, do you remember what like like how long it took you to lay, like lay down your parts for that album overall? Uh, I trying to piece together how long we recorded that album. Like it couldn't have been that like that. No, long. maybe like a day or two. I think yeah. it, we pretty much had everything together. Yeah. Kind of just went in and yeah, did it. It's like after it school, we hop over there and do it. Yeah, I don't think it took very long. No, I really don't think it did either. That's what I was trying to think. I was trying to think. But ultimately, we created uh, that album, Tales from the Vines Establishment, which <laughs> is still to this day just such a great name. You know, like I remember when we uh, went and took the pictures for the the cover art of that. We're just like romping around Rock Island and <laughs> up climbing on those rocks. <laughs> I still have the album in my car. So like every time I open my little like armrest thing, the album's in there. Just <laughs> randomly. It's perfect. Just in case you need to pop it in. So you never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, 
Okay, so what would like what would have been like our like a uh, probably like the next show or whatever that we played off of that like off the record after recording? Would it have been? Mm. Trying to a bunch of them open mic nights. Because <laughs> right. when was the talent show? That was yeah. The, oh, that was that spring. I, I guess that because you guys were like, seniors, so yeah. I guess that was probably it. And that was fun though. I will, I will. That that was a fun show, a fun a fun set to do. Just because, like, I don't know. I feel like thrashing around on that, like that stage, was just kind of <laughs> something I've, you know. You always see it there, and you're just like, well, <laughs> somebody should play on it. <laughs> the short shorts. <laughs> the short shorts were necessary with the schmatter sets. You know, you had to, it's, you had to, it's hot up there. It's hot up there, and you always have to, you know. Re, you know, reflect the light back into the crowd. It's part of the stage aesthetic. It gives us disco vibe. <laughs> I think we might have played a show at Quincy too around that yeah. time. Yeah, I do remember that. Oh, the Quincy show. It was a Sunday afternoon, so it was kids a, like a fine Sunday, really. <laughs> Rex comes out corpse paint in this little community center. So I, I don't even remember how we stumbled into that show. Uh, it was a but, somebody contacted Rex or us through MySpace. It's just kids like senior project to put on this show, this community center. Why us? Why? Why, <laughs> why not? Thought it was funny. Why yeah. not? I like that. <laughs> maybe Starving Eyes wasn't available at the time. <laughs> Save the Hero was out. <laughs> Sean Hunter. Save the there. Hero was out, but we could step in. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So, if I recall correctly, that community center was was a tiny kind of space that had like so a bunch of like I can't remember if we had to put out more chairs for people or if the chairs were already set up. They had a bunch of like those like you know metal fold out chairs yeah. for people to sit in. <laughs> like it was gonna be like we're gonna show up with our like cellos and like our yeah. like our orchestral instruments and like sit down and play a concert for <laughs> <laughs> like, get this shit out of here. It's like smack dab middle of Quincy. It's, I'm sure it's still there. It's like across from like a gas station or something like that. Yeah, it's right across from Aiken's that grocery store. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Uh, you ever yeah. drive by that with your daughter, Troy, and be like, you see that? <laughs> Played a show there one day. Totally destroyed in there. <laughs> totally destroyed. I well, slayed. I mean, because that was sort of it. I remember, like, that was, like, going into it, it was sort of like, okay, this is what the show is. Why don't we just, like, <laughs> f- fuck with it? Like, why don't we, like, I mean, that's just what we, like, we're all, like, we got into so much mischief, I think, back in the day, because it was just sort of like, let's just fuck with this thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that show was definitely a prime example, because it was definitely like, all right, like like you Dusty said, you, you like Rex is gonna slap on some corpse paint. You know my short shorts were there. I, I like I can't remember rightly if I ever did I ever take off my shirt. Because <laughs> I, I definitely Maybe. remember we wrote "Let's Party" on my chest, like, <laughs> and the intent was for me to take that off at some point. <laughs> I'm sure it probably happened. And, Anyway, I just we just went balls out on that fucking uh, for that show just be, just for the hell of it. I like, looking back on it. Yeah, it's like fuck these kids. <laughs> we had to make a we had to make a name for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. Gotta build a notoriety there. I always thought that I always thought that one was fun, but 
you know, I, I, I often wonder what the people that were there, like, they walked away with, like, what their thoughts could have been. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, damn kids. No, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think they're... After that at the town show, we, I don't think we had a show until in July because I remember at that point, mine and Rex's, all our shit was stolen from the shop. And so I had to borrow Calvin's Fender Strat, which was painted to have the map of fucking Middle Earth on it. That guitar was so fucking awesome. But because I had like, so I was borrowing that. I remember playing a show at the pack on this like outside because we thought we were playing inside. Like, no, you guys are playing on this hot ass fucking (laughs) cement patio. It's dirty, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was. I know. I'm pretty sure, certain it was July that that happened. It had to have been then if it was if it was blazing hot. Yeah. Well then, um, I mean, Troy, were you there for that show? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, I remember like, that. What show was that for? Though, like, well, I wonder what that was. Like, it was like yeah. it was some. I want to say some beer and wine fests. Yeah, I, I think that's what they were doing because they had like all the stuff going on in the street, and then you could kind of walk down to the where the fountain and stuff was at. Because we kind of played in that house area. There was bands playing on, like, actually in the pack theater, which we—that's where we thought we were going to play. But yeah. No. yeah, no peasants, you're out <laughs> in the road. <laughs> they shoved us aside like Will Ferrell. Uh, that scene from. <laughs> fucking old school that's like one of my favorites like i can rewatch and wind like watch that little clip where he's just like he just gets injected with that like tranquilizer or whatever and then there's just this brief moment where he slaps this kid's fucking head like out of the frame he's just like <laughs> it's just so ridiculous yeah that's how it felt that's how it felt. well you know like I mean, that was always one of the fun things I think about Jay Schmouter, El Capitan, was that we like we really kept channeling this like really big energy. I think we, we were tried some to, like, massive band. Yeah, we try, <laughs> we always tried to bring this like bombastic like you know element to whatever the fuck it was we were doing, and I think that that was like like there was like I don't know. It's like there was no people couldn't figure out where to put us. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, they were like, okay, uh, I mean, like, I guess they could play with some metal bands. <laughs> like, you know, like, I guess they could play this beer and wine festival. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot that. It was probably a few weeks later. Was So this would have been August then. That's when we would play Studio 7. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. At that Studio point, I remember 7. having the, the double neck at that point, which was post- <laughs> post the theft this is we got our insurance money it's like i'll buy two guitars for the price of one <laughs> it's sensible yeah that was, yeah, I remember, that was i mean that was the best sounding show probably ever just just the way studio seven is it's fucking the speakers under the stage you can just feel everything yeah all right something i'll never forget I still, for sure i still remember the sound of Troy of your kick on that but when we played that fucking set. Like that did you have your OCP? It was, just, it was thunderous, man. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like <laughs> I thought you had your, your OCP set by then, so. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, that thing sounded like a cannon. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it really did. Like, and Dusty, you're right. Like, like that that sound system in that place, like, they fucking just crank it. And it just, like, it, I don't know. It's like a yeah. wall of sound. It sounds so fucking good. Even though there were, like, ten people there, like, you know, of which was <laughs> Josh, Nick's dad, like yeah. I forgot Nick's dad was yeah. <laughs> Lizzie, Dylan Standerford. <laughs> Dude, it was such a hot like spot. The other band that played. <laughs> a couple other bands, and that was it. Yeah. Well, yeah that Nick's dad went. That was so just <laughs> That was the show where it was like, we had to sell tickets to go or to get to make the set. Yeah, you had to sell 10 tickets to it. And so my dad just wrote a check for $250. (laughs) (laughs) And so we could play. He's like, sure, boys, go for it. Well, he just did then as a a tax write-off through his business. (laughs) They all had to donate it to this shit. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, that's so good. But yeah, like we had, so we had to like pay that. We had to pay to play. And then when we were there, I, if I do recall correctly, they weren't really like. I remember like they had a starter set wall. They had people like outside for yeah. a while, and it was like, "Why don't you like?" We were like, "Why don't you let them in?" Like those are the people that we don't know. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like the fuck. I always felt a little chapped out, like from that. You know. What I mean? Yeah, it's like oh, they can hear us from outside. Yeah. They can't see anything. Yeah, it was it was so strange. It was like, I mean fun though either way like either way to play yeah i'm just uh, on that, the fact like, that, you on, gotta, on, that on that stage you know yeah you, you know the place where you have seen you know huge bands or you know whatever like well i gotta fucking play up there so i was like even though there was 10 people there it was like still like well i gotta fucking play there so yeah it was just cool to be at the venue and actually get to play so definitely man and that was always like the fun like i i think like it was like shows bigger or small when moving over here playing shows like people got so people get so butthurt if nobody showed up and i'd never like it like it was so easy for me to shake that off in comparison i guess (laughs) because i was just sort of like i don't know did i have fun like yeah it was a good night (laughs) yeah Yeah. and like that was always it like you know it was bigger or small like i think we all had like you know a good time like playing the set yeah. it was fun crafting the set like it was fun practicing the set you know it was just it was, it was just like a, a, the whole process was just was just a good time and i don't think you know i, I don't know that's <laughs> there was one that just reminds me of that that just the trip over there in itself was ridiculous remember i, <laughs> I think josh had just got his sti so of course he was gonna drive that and then we were in the the truck and i forgot rob schultz went with us and supposed to be grady and at one point we're coming down fucking i-90 the floating bridge and caleb's sitting up front in the middle <laughs> and so he's long ass hair then and rob's in the passenger seat and caleb proceeded to make it look like he was blowing in <laughs> the people would drive by and like double take like, what the fuck is going on in that car <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Flannery's dad yeah driving he was like racing us over there or something as he was just... <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta beat the boys man I gotta beat the boys. <laughs> that was just so funny yeah like I can't like 
did they just not let Nick? They just didn't want Nick to go by himself or something. Yeah, like that? that's that that's it. what it was. The only was way like, he could go is if his dad, if he had a chaperone, basically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which really surprised me when Parents. when we played that that one show in Spokane. I was like, oh, there's no way that Nick's parents are going to let him get out of school early. This is a Friday night show at the yeah. Creighton Hop. Um, like, there's no way they're going <laughs> to let him get out of school early and just go with us. And I was shocked that they did. So I was like, I'm gonna come a long way. Yeah, yeah making, making big moves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose my parents were probably, at first, were probably like trepidatious. They're probably like, I don't know, I guess just don't fucking, don't do anything too stupid. My <laughs> parents eventually, like, they, they, they had to cave on that. Like, they, re- they had to realize that it was just the stupidity was going to happen either way. It's going to happen. <laughs> the more you tell me not to, the more I'm going to. Exactly. It's just, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Troy, like, what was... It, it, out of like the shows that you can remember with Schmatter, what would have been like your standout show? Uh, probably that Studio Seven show. I just, yeah, just I mean, you know, like you said, it wasn't like there was a ton of people there, but just the kind of just the, the space. Yeah, it was just it was fun because like I, we'd gone and seen like Barrier Dead play there earlier that year, and it was just kind of cool being like, oh man, that's. I just saw some cool bands playing up here, you know. Yeah. Just like, now it's oh, yeah. my turn. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. That I mean, I agree. That one was definitely like, it's a it's a top because even like going back like afterwards and like you know and whatnot, like seeing other people there like years later, it's still kind of cool to go there and just be like, ah, oh, dude, like I remember like the view from there. Does <laughs> <laughs> so, they have the the, the dingy ass bar like upstairs? Yeah. Yeah, and dingy's a good word for it. It's definitely, <laughs> like, it, it's a good, like, it's a good view, though. Like, you know, right along the rail. I think you can, yeah. it's one of those good, like, if you can find a good post spot, like, you can You gotta get, get like, the early post up on. You do, yeah. you do, because people, like, slide in and out of those, that bar area. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what about you, Dusty? Like, you got a standout show from, from the mm-hmm. Schmatter. Dude, that one or yeah, that Valentine's Day show was just, it was so disappointing because back in December, we were about to play and then we got locked out of the room and then Jeremiah's soon to be ex-wife got busted drinking in the parking lot and uh, the cops the, came and they shut connection is still just so it's fucking wild to me. So weird. The years later, they'd get married. And I was like, you're married. the reason? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> And well, there was so many people there, and it was like the Waiting for Daryl's like reunion show that they were playing. Yeah. And there's just like, oh my god, we just because we were the second to last group to play, and then when our shit got locked in, that's Waiting for Daryl played, and then we're like, all right, so we're gonna be the last fucking band, and it just got shut down. And I was like, oh my god, because we finally got our, the, that door unlocked, yeah, dude. get our equipment and shit. But then that, that Valentine's Day show, there was just as many people and crazy, like energy that was crazy. Just, you know, it's February, when actually there's no good like venues anymore. And sort of that church, former church. Yeah. And it was just packed. 
Well, that was always the fun about like those good shows in the valley, right? Like it was, it was that like energy of like a, all of us had nothing really to do, you know. So mm-hmm. it was like either we're sitting at home like fucking playing some games or like whatever, or like we finally have the show to go to, you know. Like, and so that energy was always there once like some like a good set was built and like the vent, like you know somebody had like the line on the venue. That show yeah. happened that when. I believe post the Grange after the Grange became inaccessible and so yeah. like, that's why like that rental space kind of came up for option but I, I recall Zach having a hell of a time booking that too yeah like, like I, I think it was like something like he had to put down like a few hundred bucks deposit for it as well as like he had to buy an insurance policy and then and it was because of what happened the time before with you know kids drinking in the parking lot yeah. And so I think that was harder for him to get that because the guy was probably like, no, you're just going to put me at risk, you know, liability there. So I think he had to get like some sort of insurance policy or something like that. I'm sure he made his money back, though, in the end with how many people yeah. were there. Most, Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, because before then, like, I mean, the Grange, we would go. There was always the shows in the middle of the summer, like on a Thursday night at the Grange. But there was like some times in like February, March or whatever there was like a Friday or a Saturday and there was some actually good bands playing like Blake's being there and shit like that. That place yeah. was pretty packed. Well, yeah, that was, that's like one of the things I wanted to I think DFR about. was playing there at that point. DFR was one of those bands like uh, Troy that like brought in, you guys like I think actively helped bring in good acts, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause you guys were like put like uh you know just playing on a different level i think and playing something different than other you know basically the scene that was burgeoning in the valley you yeah. weren't like this shitty screamo band <laughs> yeah dude and so like i mean and so it brought some like credibility you got you, like you know particularly i think after like you guys solidified uh your lineup with you guys with you in the band and lesky yeah dude I, I think it was just like it was kind of cool like it was cool to know like a, a like a friend that was like playing with these fucking cool bands and shit like that like that weren't there wasn't just the opening act that they shoved in there at that point yeah it was dope dude it was, uh and i can't remember if i asked you on the last podcast Troy, but did you have like a, a like kind of like from that era the sort of same question did you have sort of like a standout uh group or like or a show that like you, you really enjoyed from DFR? Um, yeah, there was a few. Uh, there was a, some good shows at the at the uh, Grange that were cool. Um, when we played at the Lab, that was fun. I know you, uh, you guys did with Schmouter too. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, was it just you guys, or did you guys go over there with anybody? Because when we played, we we like went over there with like two other bands and, <laughs> or something like that. So oh yeah, of the minuet and uh, yeah. When DFR went over, did you guys were you guys playing with other people? I yeah, think there was another band playing. I know uh, DEK was there. They were kind of like our friends, I guess you could say, from yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Every band's got like a band buddy that like they end up playing multiple <laughs> shows with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they played that night though, but they were there, like saw play. I can't remember. I, I'm sure there was like I, I. I'm sure Rex would probably remember, but I can't remember who else was playing that night. But I think there was another band or two that were there. But 
we didn't really know him. It was just kind of like, yeah, we could, you know. Yeah. They invited us to go play, so let's go. Like, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's cool, man. I, yeah, I did. I mean, playing at the lab was fun. It was a it was a neat space. Uh, small and sweaty though. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was kind of I, again. It was sort of one of those things. It was like, excuse me, going out of town. It was sort of just like. You know, an adventure to Played go show on the road. Else, you know, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm somebody. The road is fucking hard. The road yeah. is fucking yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's. I mean, you, you that recording out of it too, which is pretty. Yeah, sweet. exactly. It was cool. You got a, a live album out of it, so that was fun. Totally. Because I think a big part of that was so it was the Seattle Drum School, and yeah. I think they were training people on like recording and mixing and shit. So that's why basically like oh. We need fucking, you know, somebody, guinea pigs here. So we'll record your set, you know, you can play just so they can get their experience on that. Yeah. I remember when we played over there, uh, we did a cover of Cutsman by Horse the Band. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. yeah dude, that, uh, that, we just talked about Cutsman a little bit because I just put it on my, my playlist and uh i think it was even mentioned that dfr like covered it at one point yeah <laughs> yeah like i felt like a lot of our bands had like one or two cover songs that we just like randomly pull out oh yeah heat of the moment yeah we had heat of the moment but uh cutsman was a ballsy one though that that's that that's that I, I remember that was so fucking cool uh <laughs> yeah i think rex did the vocals on that one <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah, because at that point, Elliot was really getting the keyboards. That's so that's why, why yeah, Blesky came like, in as, like, the like the rhythm guitarist. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah, with Schmatter, I remember doing Heat of the Moment. and We, we almost did a, a, uh, Don't Stop Believing, but we couldn't find somebody to do the piano part. <laughs> yeah, we wanted Katie to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that that's the thing that stopped us. It couldn't have possibly ever been the fact that I would never have that range. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the keyboard, the ditch this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that was always the thing. I was like, you know, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I don't know if I ever reached it. I think I might still be reaching for it. That thing, you know. But... <laughs> that, uh, that Valentine's Day recording has us performing. Uh, fucking Ohio is for lovers on it. Oh shit. And the crowd just goes, Because <laughs> we were gonna play it at that that Christmas show. And I think that's why I was more disappointed than anything was because I wanted to play that song so bad. <laughs> just to get the reaction. It was so wild. I remember that it was so wild that every like the whole room seemed to be into it at that time. They were like, singing along so to it too. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that, that was fucking insane. I mean, I had a hot dog stew on at one point on the show. You were in this weird fucking Eagles vest. Like, oh, it was yeah. It was white. Like, like the Eagles Club or something. Like yeah. That. It was, <laughs> it was like, like, yellow tassels and this giant eagle on the back. That thing was beautiful. That thing was beautiful. <laughs> and also really uncomfortable. It's like if you didn't wear it without a shirt, it was super itchy. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> As itchy almost as that wool suit I used to have. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I still have the red Foreman jacket. It's in this closet over here. <laughs> Dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that 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 suit, that wool suit, was a classy, 
classy thing. Okay. I, I, I almost miss not having it anymore. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> I think about how uncomfortable it was at times. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Schmouter, uh, like, it just, like, it, every, every time I think about that, that group, it was just, it, it's always just like, how fun how the fun that fucking project was and it was it was great because it was like it was one of those i think it was a lot of other bands in the valley were really like trying to be super serious at the time yeah i think and we were like just kind of letting ourselves like i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that you guys were all really talented at uh you know where you were with your instruments and everything and I think that helped sort of like enable us to just take it less seriously you know we were just like kind of like yeah you guys seem to like be able to dick around and fall into something uh yeah and then it was just like all right well let's just laugh about something stupid over the top of it or like create some sort of like you know un yeah i mean it was realistic tale like you know (laughs) it was like a i mean being a hobby you know in a way too because i was like there's an expiration date on this obviously like you know most of us are gonna split off go to college whatever you know Troy left to go to Hollywood and it's like so there's an expiration date on it so it was like let's just have fucking fun with it totally totally and and I think that in a way is like I really think that's how you should like you know really dive into those kind of creative projects right like I think you should really just let it be fluid in that way where it's like you know you you can at times pick it up you can drop it you can come back you can like reflect on it you, you know you can pour yeah it's just and that's one of those things that's why like you know i do i do want to get once i get a little more organized with life it's like something that's still on my back burner like i want to eke out one final jay schmatter el Capitan album <laughs> yeah like i really do like it's like one of those things like you feel it in your gut like it's, we, we could do it eventually i know oh, we yeah. can and it'd be so epic if we do just like one last fucking ride, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be I think it'd be fucking great. Uh, but yeah, man, like it, I don't know. It was a, it was always a good time. Uh, Troy, so when you went off to drum school, that like we did uh, we did metal narrow right before I left. I oh yeah, because the like, Christmas like, in the underworld. I was like, we yeah. were able to get that done before you left, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, that like I remember like so many bits about that. Like I love still like when I when I listen to that album, I love your uh, just like some of your like really random Santa. stuff like your Santa voice, your, your George Johnson. Like, 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 it's just so fucking great and like, yeah, but like the epicness of that culmination. Of the, the Christmas in the Underworld trilogy on Metal Monero. It's just <laughs> the Satan versus Santa is just I, I tell people about that trilogy all the time. Like, I'll be like, you know what my favorite fucking Christmas song is? For the Christmas in the Underworld trilogy. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I, I explain it to them and they're just like, the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, sec- the second part is just jingle bells. Yeah, just like, jingle bells up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like literally just the keyboard song. <laughs> yeah. It's just a do 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 do. It sounds so ridiculous. It was even better. It's like it was like 
what August or something when we recorded that too. So it's like you know, it's not even anywhere near the holidays. But yeah, exactly. like, where did this come from? <laughs> what we? I don't Thinking even know ahead, why. Man, thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm sure Elf was filmed in July. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, where? I don't even know where the idea of that came from. I honestly don't remember. I think it was uh, you were just messing around on Rex's keyboard, and you accidentally found that little like pre-programmed jingle, and you're like, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> It's on. It's <laughs> that that would be ridiculous. Yeah, that probably is how it happened. I, I honestly could really imagine that. Uh, but that metal De Niro was like that was a whole different beast, right? Like that was just like a different schmatter. Uh, yeah, much more metal. Much more metal, as the name was. <laughs> the, but okay, okay. Where did the metal? Where did the well, name uh, Metal De Niro Nick, come from? Nick was pretty involved. Yeah, oh, yeah, with Nick being, because basically we wrote all those other songs in the previous album without Nick, except for probably To Be Continued. But, I think uh, we even wrote To Be Continued without Nick. Well, yeah, he had been like, oh, like, you know, his lead shit, but I, I remember coming up with the, the main chord progressions and stuff, but. Well, that's what I mean. I was like, I think, I think, like. Maybe we had added, I don't think... added him to have the lead part in the recording and everything. Yeah, I don't think he, like, anyway um but with metal de niro yeah like it was it was a lot more like ridiculous too so like with with tales from the vines establishment it was really fantastical at times <laughs> as well as like you know we had that one really weird scott weiss song that was and that although like i felt like the scott ballad of scott weiss as well as passion of the schmatter those two can kind of like stand side by side <laughs> Still hold up to these to this, this day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I wonder what the reaction would be. <laughs> anyway, it's two um, very rapey songs. Yeah, the Schmatter. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be about villains, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Metal De Niro was like, I mean, it was just like, I don't know, it was like more metal, but it was, it was just like fucking ridiculous like i i remember i mean some of the lyrics that i had for those songs were just fucking trash like but, <laughs> like, but like going to the land party <laughs> yeah dude, going to the land party is one of the weirdest songs especially because of the lyrics like mama need cookies mama need cookies <laughs> like in theory it was a lot funnier <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean, like I, it was uh, those all those songs were really fucking fun to play. Particularly like Metal De Niro, like the title, Metal De Niro, <laughs> Metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember making that cover on Paint Microsoft Paint, and I spelled De Niro wrong, <laughs> and it was Metal De Niro, <laughs> and then so then I put uh, this like this just all these dollar bills behind this cutout of robert de niro's face no but it wasn't even robert de niro it was like a robert de niro impersonator yeah well it's because i did i always do that rookie card face (laughs) that was me trying to be robert de niro yeah dude well that's where the bill hole i mean that's why it was so funny it was like the the idea it was some inside joke that that face while you were playing like playing the guitar or something like that like that was how you become metal de niro <laughs> it's the inside joke that nobody understood outside of our group yeah. 
exactly this this really specific <laughs> like title and everything and everybody was just like uh, metal de niro <laughs> you, sp- you know he spelled that wrong right well yeah that's part of the joke oh, <laughs> oh my God. yeah i remember uh the estate was technically was alive when metal de niro was going right yeah yeah look that was prime state days that was the one thing. I mean, granted, it was a duplex, but we never got a chance to play at the estate. <laughs> it was a duplex. It was a duplex. There was enough debauchery going on there. Fair enough. That poor family next door didn't need a full live band. Do you remember that that one time when, like, the next door neighbors had a freaking, like, wrestling ring set up in their backyard? Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, like, the coolest moment because it was, like, I mean, I really wanted to go over there and use it. Like, that would have been so much fun. But I still wonder. I was like, why the hell did they have that? Like, they... And they only had it for, like, a weekend. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. It was, like, there like and they're going to do some backyard like, wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, they were going to, like, do some, like, like, do some, like, backyard filming or whatever. Do you remember when we went to uh, Joanne's Fabric and got a shitload of boxes? And then yes. we jumped out of this, the, the top window onto the box pile. Dude, onto the big box pile. Well, and that was after I believe we used those boxes for a giant box fort across the lightly yard. Yes. <laughs> we had, like posted the cross yard. Although I don't like, yeah, that. I mean, those boxes definitely lingered around for a while around the estate. Yeah, I think that was I like remember, the pizza box thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. You need to get these fucking boxes out of here. <laughs> It's like it's not fucking funny. (laughs) The whole fucking wall of pizza boxes was a whole nother issue. That that was, dude. Like that was the gnarly. Like there was just so many. They're all like Domino's boxes too. Like that's what I remember. Like it was like we all like we just had like ordered five dollar pizzas. The pizza meat. The pizza meat. Pizza (laughs) meat. Yeah, like I mean, like yeah, like I said, I, you know, going through there and finding like crusts and stuff like that was just like full full slices one time. Yeah, <laughs> just somebody slid down the stairs into them. Oh god, dude! Open the box and just perfectly preserved slice. Just ridiculous. <laughs> well, and that. <laughs> Yeah, like there is like a theme for a while with uh, where it was like we kept collecting different items. Like the only thing that was valid, I think, was probably was probably Josh's Jaeger uh, collection. Because like that thing, I mean, like we just we all watched it grow, right? It started like in the kitchen and then it slowly wrapped around the kitchen. Blind, yeah. Like I mean, it was it was kind of like a, that was like kind of had a cool aesthetic because of the green bottles and stuff. Yeah. But then I also remember we start we were collecting like empty bottles in like the closet upstairs for a oh. while, and that was just like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? Well, that's so we could make the graveyard. You know, yeah. you remember the graveyard back in the day? You're yeah. at like Abby's Pizza, and you're like, I'm gonna get the fucking graveyard and get every soda. <laughs> yeah. And so Clement had this. I think we just took this empty crown and we were empty just the the little drops oh, God. of every empty bottle into it. And it was just it was like swamp sludge or something that Flint called it or something like that. But it was like the graveyard of alcohols. Oh, Jesus. And 
I think somebody had to do a shot of it at one point. I hope it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember uh, we had uh, Caleb's 75 Wendy's Nugget container. <laughs> like we oh, had that up on the, on the wall. <laughs> Tacked up every <laughs> container. Yeah, dude, that's right. That was right next to the... Uh, so there was the nuggets and they were right under the the light like it's yeah. the fucking U- u.s yeah. flag oh, and make sure no, no. <laughs> right next to fucking uh the ian uh a, who's the guy that played fucking like uh Sar- not Sauron, but uh Maggie ian mckellen ian mckellen was that oh. ian mckellen like picture yeah <laughs> <laughs> That, that place always had like had just like such a weird combination of like stuff. I mean, well, I also remember like, I think like this was Josh and Luke and like maybe a couple other people. I don't know. I don't know. They also went out and got like you know like that random like framed post like like painting that was I don't know. It was like a like a landscape or something like that at one point. Yeah, it might have been like for me. We had the time where we would kind of yard sale in the mornings. Oh yeah, some casual yard sailing. It's, it's a good activity. It's a good, uh, you know, post-party activity. It helps you gather your thoughts. And, uh, Saturday morning yard sailing with Luke. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and then there's, like, you know, always the hookah at the estate. Oh, yeah. that, thing, that thing was always cheap. And <laughs> Dusty was a freaking hookah reload wizard. That thing would be ready to go in, like, two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Jared earlier, What'd like, I... I bought a hookah recently. Did you really? Yeah, I got it over at uh, your friend Jeremiah and Caleb's house. Uh, but I was we were just decided to smoke it today, and just just the chore of that thing, like <laughs> getting together, like lighting the coals, and like having to sit there and like yeah, just doing all the puffs to get it going. I totally yeah. forgot about that, and like. Yeah. How disgusting those few like first poles are because you're just pulling like the smoke from that fucking coal. It's <laughs> just like this <laughs> chemical taste. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Were you uh, did, were you smoking Al Fokker watermelon? So when I ordered it, uh, stuff I went to the I went to the barn because I'm like, well, I know they're gonna have the Al Fokker there. They didn't have the watermelon, and I was rather disappointed. So got like a grape and like two two apple or something like that. Huh. But I'm like, yeah, it's just not the same without the watermelon. Right? That watermelon would get you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's smoke, hard. It's like smoking a gusher, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many hoses is your hookah? Just a single hose? It's just one. I just like order on Amazon. It was like 30 bucks. It's this little like 12 inch one. Nice. So, it came with like fucking 100 coals and all this other shit. Like, oh, wow. Dude, hookah got big with all of, like with with everybody. It ex- like it got super popular at that time. So it's like Clement uh, was the one that had it and kind of got us all into it. But yeah, but then I mean like like I, I remember like you know eventually down the road like so many people had hookahs. It was like anytime there was a party at like in East. Oh Bay, yeah, there was like a hookah at that party. Like, like, <laughs> Seto had his little travel one. Dude, yeah, Nick said it's a travel hookah. Yeah. He like, I swear he put that in the cup holder of his car and drove around. <laughs> uh, and then like, I know Lindsay had one. Yeah. Yeah. Josh uh, bought that four hoser. And I, I was recanting the story they had. He, so he bought it and then like, 
Cash Valley Bank like blocked the transaction from going through because I think it was like from some foreign website. And so he didn't think that we got it and then it ended up getting delivered. But by that time he'd ordered another one. So we ended up with like two four hosers. (laughs) I remember that. Didn't we end up like duct taping like three of the hoses shut or something? So yeah, like they were super cheap. So like the hoses, there wasn't like great seals on them. But I remember the duct tape. I think at one point we asked your dad to try and weld because like one of the stems like <laughs> broke and just in the garage and welding this hookah. <laughs> uh, like I know I know Dana had had one. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it was just everybody had one at that point. Yeah, it was just such a thing. I can't, just a social... time, I can't remember the last time I, I, I hit a hookah, honestly. That's so, just, that's just... before before today when I did that, I had been at probably 10 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> there was that final party at the state, like 2010, 2011, something like that. I remember I was working for the while at that point. And I think I think we'd smoked hookah there at that, at that time. I'd imagine most likely there's a hookah going at the mm. last estate party. <laughs> Seeing as there's like almost like that whole downstairs bathroom dedicated to not like not really uh, into being a hookah lounge. <laughs> How many people can as we well get in this tiny bathroom? <laughs> box in this hookah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's that's so funny though, Dusty, that you went to the barn and everything you had to go pick that up. But yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going to go. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go into cigarettes cheaper. That just looks weird. So I'm like, well, if I go to the barn, I'll just get something to drink. Oh, oh shisha? <laughs> <laughs> eh, might as well. That's still making that. You yeah, got I'll those, those porno bags <laughs> in the back, too, still? Yeah. Black bag. <laughs> get the black bag special. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the barn's just, just like it used to be. It still has. Fucking so much glass pipes in the middle and bongs and shit. Crazy. Crazy. That barn. Yeah, that was the barn. Yeah, that place was always like a, you know, pre-party. That was a necessity to stop at. Somebody's got to get coals and shisha. Oh my god, dude. Uh, there was like. Trying to think of like a couple, like a couple of those random like estate, estate moments. Like I remember having that Clement. Had, what well, I mean, basically everybody was in agreement about it. But there's like the the beer pong table in the kitchen, like right at the end of the kitchen for, and it was there forever. But, mm-hmm. uh, and that was like that was huge because there. But there's also like this whole side of uh, beer pong that brought in like natty ice and shit like that into that. And, like there's always like Keystone and natty ice like floating around the beer pong table well that, well, that was fucking Clement he, 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 he's like him and Cutridge exclusively drank Keystone ice which was like oh like, this shit's hard yeah, this just shit. black fucking cans what? yeah yeah just Keystone yeah but there's you could like cut them out and put them on the wall and shit too. That's what I remember. I mean, like, again, there was so much random collecting of like stuff, like borderline hoarding. Like, let's, let's yeah, we that, all pizza in, boxes. That's what that was hoarding. We were all enabling each other. Josh apparently was probably just upstairs going, "These fucking idiots, get the shit gone." 
And then he's like, finishes another Jaeger, puts it up on the I don't have a problem. I love it. Oh, man. But yeah, no, that that was always, I mean, like, any night at the, like, at at the estate was always, like, interesting to at least, like, behold, you know, whether, whether you were, like, you know, there's a party going or you're just, like, seeing some, you know, shit unfold like a beer pong game or something like that and video games in the basement yeah there's always some action going on there you know i mean that was always like one of the funny things about that place yeah i mean i could talk for hours just the different fucking stories and just awful things that happened to that place (laughs) that is gonna have to happen but i'm gonna um my my you know, I want to sit down, and I was just gonna bring this up. Like, I think that like the three of us, and uh, we should try and get Luke Gillespie in on like a, a recording session, yeah. and like kind of bring that because I think that uh, you guys could probably piece together some really like good like stuff about that place because you guys were you guys you three are really like foundational members. Like, I mean, you three and Mantar are like the you know the face of the estate. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that place got, I mean, it was not as wild until Clement moved in. Well, yeah, Clement brought an element for sure. <laughs> That's what I, I think. But I think when people look back on it, it's like there are like, you know, like there are like characters, like people that they associate with the, with the yeah. place, you know. And I, I mean, Clement is one of them, but on Mount, on Mount Rushmore, he'd be, maybe be like a little further off the side. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was like that Blake era. Yeah. There yeah. was. Flannery briefly. There was like this weird revolving door of people living there too. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick yeah. was there for a while. Yeah. I felt like Luke was there two different stints or something. He did yeah. move out, and that's when Nick moved into his room. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I lived there like twice, I think. Yeah. I think Jasper lived there for a little while. Oh, yeah. Andrew Meats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Meats, man. That guy. <laughs> Uh, who was that one girl that you guys were friends with? Jessica something. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jessica would live there for a little bit. There was that. There was that that little room that Dude, I, you did I that cleaned out. Revolving door. There was that storage room that I cleaned out to make where I could just pass out in on right. the mattress. <laughs> right. Yeah, right next to like the downstairs door. <laughs> yeah, but we turned it into initially it was like a hookah room. <laughs> yeah. But then I like just pretty much took it over because there was that that mattress pad in there. I would just go in and pass out on. Yeah. The guest, the guest room. <laughs> Basically, well, then there was a somebody just put a twin mattress, like a twin bed, actually, in the basement. <laughs> That's really the, well, we, <laughs> we always had so many people like passing out, like sleeping over there and stuff like that, you know. Well, because it was all, it was always like, especially because you know, it's like, well, what are you gonna fucking do? Like, if you're like too pissed drunk, just stay the fuck here. Like, whatever. You yeah so many couches just so couches yeah there. And there was so many it was crazy the entire living room was like a wall yeah, all couch like couches all along the wall along the windows couches like along the banister for the like the stairs like yeah like there was, was like car seats in there at one point too oh yeah that was from luke's parents van yeah it was the back seats yeah but there was there's was couches that i think we got from jameson's brother yeah i called the vice couches yep the purple <laughs> with like the 
Yeah, well, I think I choke slammed Jared through one of them. <laughs> so one of them sank way too much. Yeah. You sat <laughs> immediately folded to the middle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the wrestling matches. Yeah. What, dude? We used to have, oh my God, dude. <laughs> Yeah, they're used to like we used to throw it like it was just like that with that you know same thing with like those fights with Scott Weiss that people would have like like there'd just be like sometimes there'd just be like a wrestling match that would just go. <laughs> there was go. the one go. that you guys started. You guys started at like at four, and it was like five thirty, and Jim and Debbie were getting home, oh, yeah. and like <laughs> well, we gotta get out of the living room, and like <laughs> Jim was like, "I'll just take it out front." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ended up with someone like both, both of you probably ended up shirtless and someone got spat on. Then yeah, yeah, it was got chopped and then spat on. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most crushing moments of my life. <laughs> what a what a combo though. Just just the chop and then like your dead body's just on the ground. You're just like <laughs> Oh god. The Weiss always had flair, man. That's for sure. That's for sure. The, the straight knockout of Caleb was something else. Dude, that was... Yeah, that was wild. I mean, yeah. as Caleb would say, he warned me. He warned me. He warned me. <laughs> yeah. I do remember one wrestling match me and you, Jared, had in the, in the Vines establishment. And... <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta preface... I gotta preface which, which <laughs> venue was this was in. What was that? <laughs> It was the fan incident yeah. where <laughs> you had me down and like I leaned back and grabbed the floor fan and bashed <laughs> it on your head and like the face of it fell off. <laughs> got with that. You, know. and you would always go for a freaking arm bar. Yeah, the arm thing. bar is deadly. I forgot you in that, it's over. I, mean, like, I would fall for it though. Like, <laughs> It would always result in that, like eventually, it's like something like that. Well, I think you guys, uh, and then oh, you started God. doing like tag teams because like Jameson and Luke tag team together. Well, people like they were like, they were like uh, it was like big rice and pot sticker or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I remember pot sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, dude, well there was like, like a funny thing. It just became a thing. Like, like the well, there was like twenty was kids so in that house after school every day. <laughs> yeah. What else are you gonna do? Well, yeah. might as well razzle. <laughs> we might as well razzle. Oh, no. It's true though, dude. Like, I mean, we used to do that. Sh- like, I mean, like that was like, yeah, that was kind of one of the funny things. It just sort of grew. Like there was like a couple of like people that would wrestle every now and then, and then all of a sudden like it became like this like oh, well I'll do that, <laughs> and then like more of a you know different person would show up and like try and wrestle, and then like yeah you're right, they like just became a thing. We also had boxing matches outside <laughs> outside of that. I think that was that was a lot earlier on. I don't know if I was around the establishment. It wasn't like Ernie Garza's brother. In a- boxing match yeah AJ yeah. there's a weird weird mix of people that tried to that would that, well because it was like again like it was like people would hear that they were going on and like they weren't serious necessarily things like for us to like right. were things that we were doing you know but like they were not like we're not like okay yeah like yeah we're fucking boxing now like like I don't know it was it I don't know. It, it, the wrestling thing was also kind of like that. It was just like this ridiculous thing that we kept doing, but that kind of stayed ridiculous. Like, 
Like, what other tag teams were there, though? Were there any other, like, actual, like, reoccurring teams? Like, because I think... Nothing Troy, that right, sticks out, like, Troy Big Rice and Pop Sticker. Yeah, those two yeah. were, like, the, like <laughs> the tag team menacing duo, you know? James <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> was just so much bigger than everybody else. Like, <laughs> there's no contest, dude. If you go up yeah. against James, it's no fucking contest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole just that assembly after school there was outrageous. Like the amount, amount of snacks and stuff your parents <laughs> are buying for I us. Have, I have, you know, for real. Soda, snacks, just, it's just endless supply. I was just like, they took care of so many fucking kids. Like, <laughs> well, like, they were always that way. I mean, it was just, you know, they're like, oh, I'd rather know that you guys are at our house, you know safe essentially than yeah. not doing something else so yeah. they didn't really so, care you know every now and then some kid gets cracked over the head with a fan but you know yeah. it's like... <laughs> Dude, it happens and maybe you know, somebody breaks a little lampshade <laughs> <laughs> you had to go buy them and then your mom ended up liking the, the one yeah. you bought <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> liked about the others yep <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. yeah that the vines establishment i got a leg cramp hold on i'm standing up uh, uh, <laughs> i'm doing this the vines establishment man like that really was like it became the spot like and you know for troy like growing up like it was always kind of like our low-key like after school hangout man like yeah you know and it was so cool in a way like watching it become like you know like it wasn't like i don't know it was like it was just kind of cool like that it grew you know and that group kind of grew and yeah and it was like a it was like a home base for so many people like i can definitely say that for myself like your guys' house growing up was such a such a huge like home away from home for myself you know i remember like uh, a lot of summers would just be like i'd wake up at like nine or in the morning or so and it'd be like an hour later you would text me and then dusty would text me it was like yeah. we'd come over or you guys would come over and we'd watch like master chef or something and yeah dude <laughs> just, you just hang out and let the day unfold you know pretty much yeah oh yeah yeah south park so ways kid you know oh yeah oh, oh speaking and of there was the oh yeah rest in peace that guy didn't that guy to, yeah he just died like you know unexpectedly but um do you remember the whole password incidents Oh, with the password. Look, I was the only I don't one that remember could, what they are, but I was the only one that could get in with one password. But there was every week there was a password added on. <laughs> yeah. We just remember just fucking with like Austin. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, that's not the right combination. I remember like it's just secret was in there. Yeah, I don't even fucking know you. Was yeah, mine. I don't even fucking know, I don't even fucking know. Right, dude. Yeah, there was like God. it got long. Yeah. I can't remember how it even like what what the chain was, but well, it was initially us fucking with Erica actually. But yeah, right. we wouldn't let Erica. It was, like, it was like poop sex. It's a secret or something like that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sex. It's, a, it's a secret. I think I don't, I don't yeah, know. I, know you I think cool beans, whiskey, whiskey was in there. Sex on the beach or sex on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. there was like some yeah. sort of plant fern. Yeah, some a plant of some sort. But that whole out thing just and every kid trying to come in 
Yeah. <laughs> like, had to say, yeah, like, I, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I know it's like that's why I keep thinking right now. It's like half the time I wonder if either like anybody at the door was just sort of like, I know the basic, I know like these two. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry, man. What's the passwords? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know them. You don't know them, man. Sorry. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> yeah, turn them around. Oh my uh, god. Anyway, we're we're just gonna eat all the famous Amos cookies before you can get in here yeah all this soda chips and cookies there oh man i wish i could them, but, yeah. just i'll just have to crack one open for you oh my god that was always like i always had this debate uh growing up i was like you know because like we i'd have a mountain dew at, at troy's house out of a can it'd be nice and crisp and cool and delicious and then i'd die, like some other time i'd get one out of like you know get like a 20 ounce like crack on oh, that bottle same. and it'd just be like it just fall flat and i was just like it never hit the same like the after school mountain dew like out of the can you know squirt was my go-to squirt or the dr pepper yeah yeah dr pepper yeah yeah well, I, well like I, I remember like what like troy what was your soda after school there's like there's like uh, i always squirt. had like a couple yeah, like Sprite, Seven Up, stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah. Barks root beer. Barks, yeah. Oh, dude, the root probably beer. Probably my favorite. I love root beer still. <laughs> Classic. I've not had a good root beer in a very long time. No. I think I have Barks root beer in my fridge right now, actually. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Real staple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, that. Oh, man. The Vines establishment place, and you know, during the summers later on too, it became like, you know, a spot where I remember you guys would set up a like, fire pit. Well, there's like that, like the fire pit stuff. You know, there's like croquet games, like sometimes oh, yeah. like badminton baseball. Badminton, badminton baseball. baseball. Yeah, oh no, dude. I remember. I feel like I broke my rib that one day. <laughs> <laughs> Diving for a fucking shuttlecock. Didn't you land on like a tree root or a rock? Yeah, right on my side, like without oh, breaking my fall. God, dude! Oh my god! <laughs> the ladder. We had a lot of ladder ball back there. Yeah, oh, we yeah. did bocce ball some. That's right, man. Yeah, because like that that garage. It's like. <laughs> Like the like all the snacks, man. There's just so much like, like like yard games and shit that you can do. I mean, the reason why I mean Jeremiah talk about this every now and then. The reason why we we still love to do like those little like you know catch breaks in between like working on shit if we're like around each other or whatever uh, is directly from like you know the fact that like being at your place we always had like you know a football or or baseball and some gloves around and we could just like all right let's stop what we're doing like just go outside and like you know let's have a catch have a catch or whatever catch this fucking dewey dewey cox let's have a catch (laughs) (laughs) but yeah dude like that no i shit was uh definitely like like you remember playing tackle football back there (laughs) we got really in the tackle football there for a while and I remember one particular occurrence, which Scott got tackled and flew through the air, like into that wooden fence. Cracked the fence for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude. Well, that was like, I mean, there's no shyness about like, you know, if we were playing, I guess we were playing. <laughs> <laughs> Going all up, bro. That was like, that was one of the things about Scott too, though. It's like that dude, 
like I feel like he always threw himself at shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he know? didn't half-ass it. He just go 100 percent in. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't care. <laughs> Even though he had a heart condition and like probably could shock us at any point, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, that's Jesus. ridiculous. Yeah, there's so much like so much activity that just like happened in that in that spot. It's just wild. And like it was, it, you know, it was so accessible to like you know like things like Kenroy where we you know we'd hang out like on the playground sometimes you know at night and whatnot like it was actually kind of like fun to just go fucking swing it sometimes in the, in the evening yeah I, I remember there'd be yeah. occasionally like cops would roll by and you'd have to like stop moving just yeah hide. yeah exactly dude, that eventually just kick us out yeah, yeah. <laughs> go home <laughs> well they couldn't catch us when we're like in that that kind of that, that hallway corridor yeah kind, of, yeah, kind of closer to the gym where it smoked the black and milds. <laughs> had that weird yellow light there. Yeah, and it echoed in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Classic. As a, I don't know. It was, a, it was a good, like, kind of, I don't know. It was a good, like, little part of the, the neighborhood, I think, growing up. It gave us, like, a a reason to stretch uh, stretch the legs instead of just being cooped up <laughs> sometimes, you know? Yeah. Do your, do your parents still have their house on in Kentucky there? No, no. They uh they sold that a few years ago. Like, oh yeah. Like a handful of years ago. You know what's kind of funny is uh my wife found this piece of uh, like kids playset kind of outdoor like little slide climbing thing. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the family that was selling it lived in your parents' house on Kentucky. <laughs> really? So it was weird. So, was like, what? Like that's so random. Yeah, uh, we got the address to go there, and I was like, "God, that looks really familiar." <laughs> and it's like driving there. I was like, "No shit." I was like, wow. <laughs> and like I talked to the guy. I'm like, Who? "He's like, how long you lived here?" You know, he's like, "Oh, it's been like three or four years, whatever." Yeah. I was like, "Did you buy it from the bugs?" You know? <laughs> yeah, we did. I was like, "I've I've been in this house." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, dude, I I totally miss that house, man. Like that house was. You know, I wish we could have done. I wish we could have done more in my house because it was such a good space. Yeah, and, the basement was kind of cool setup. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it like you know, it also had like it had good yard space and stuff. It was just yeah. underutilized for like being able to hang out like as kids and stuff like that. It's so like then, your you know, dad didn't allow that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it was mostly just because of my my old man, I suppose. That weird he had that weird paradox of like go outside and play, but stay off the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> on the street. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, dude, that house, man. Uh, I remember one time that we you're so we were all at Jameson's doing Lord of the Rings marathon. Yeah. And you of course you brought the garbage bag full of popcorn that your dad made. <laughs> but he like he like summoned us up to your, your, your house to help move the barbecue right. equipment or whatever that he had sold and so there was like five of us we're all at Jamo's and <laughs> that one guy who bought it was just smoking a black and mild and James was like dude that guy smoked a black and mild <laughs> it's like so random he's a 60 year old man <laughs> yeah that's like that that's pretty that, that sounds pretty on par with my pops like i'll i'll interact with your friends as long as they're doing something for me <laughs> 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 yeah 
Yeah, it was, uh, you know, a quick walk up the streets. Yeah, yeah, that was always, but that was always what was so nice about that, the whole, like, you know, area, and East Wenatchee in general is, like, I think all of our living spots were, uh, you know, all of our houses were really accessible to each other for the most part. Yeah. So it made hanging out, like, really fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, do your parents still live in, in Wenatchee, or do they move yeah, away? Yeah, yeah ironically they live in like fancher now so they sold their <laughs> they sold, yeah it's so strange it's so bizarre like they sold that house and then uh bought like a random prop like house up there but now they're thinking about selling that that house because there's like somebody it's like class classic fancher you know classic development thing Somebody has like been like surveying the ha- the land right behind them, and so they're looking to build like more property right back there. And so like the whole like money in their house is like I guess you know in their view of the valley. Really. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like it's obstructed. They're kind of screwed. Ah. But either way, uh, it's yeah they're they're doing their thing. They're I mean like my mom's like five years away from retirement, so she's once she retires i think they're really gonna probably like do the rv thing they already have like a nice camper that they've kind of got set up and whatnot so i imagine that that's the direction they're heading yeah 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 man Uh, oh man okay so yeah i I think we're gonna have to we're we're about we're an hour and a half in i think we're gonna i think we should call it but like in terms of the recording yeah but guys i'm gonna leave it off here i'm gonna edit it pat probably before my ramble you know but <laughs> let's just do, do a quick like you know and toodaloo uh technically we've done an episode so we'll just wrap it up there <laughs> hollywood vines thank you so much for stop for stopping in for this other another fresh episode of local yokels oh yeah keep your stick on the ice <laughs> yeah, yeah. keep <laughs>